You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 130. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 130th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. If you want to connect with me on social media, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs. And if you are listening and you have Instagram, then you can take a screenshot of you listening to the show, post it in your stories, and I will reshare it with my audience. And I really appreciate you all doing that. It really gives me a good feeling to be able to share your thoughts with other people, and it helps other people learn about the show. So thank you in advance. If you want to join the email community, then you should text how does she do it as one word to three three. 777. Again, text how does she do it as one word to 3377. And now let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am rejecting the idea that you have to do this thing alone. I'm also recommending that you get people in your life who will do a few things. People in your life who will tell you the truth, who will check on you, who will give you honest feedback, and who will really ask you how you're doing and if you're okay. I have been so blessed in the last week alone just to be able to reach out to people in different circles, some people in the same circle, some people in different circles, who I've been able to share different struggles that I'm having, different ideas that I have, you know, drafts of things that I'm working on. Just today, I got some really, some very great constructive feedback from a very good friend of mine. And it is so important because we live in a world that makes us believe that we have to be quote unquote self-made, that we have to do things on our own. And that's trash. It's just simply not true. So I recommend that you fortify your community with people who are like-minded in the sense that they share your values, but not yes people, not people who are going to tell you what you want to hear, not people who are just going to rub your back and tell you that baby everything will be okay. Like people who are going to challenge you, but stretch you in a in a way that helps you grow and that doesn't tear you down that doesn't you know refit, refuel any negativity but really does just tries to build you up and I am grateful for the circles that I have the people that I meet at conferences the people that I'm in mastermind programs with the people that I have known for over you know 18 years at this point the people I've known since high school people who are just going to who are constantly pouring into me and that I hope I am able to serve and do the same for them in this year as you look to grow in your faith as you look to grow in your career as you look to grow and achieve all these goals that you have set for yourself do not try to do it alone because that's not anytime you see anybody talking about they were self-made they're not telling you the truth so this week's just my thoughts recommend getting you a community, rejecting the idea that you have to do it yourself, and also rejecting the idea that asking for help makes you means that you're weak or that there's something wrong with you. There is strength in vulnerability. There is strength in asking for help. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts.
we are in the middle of our self-awareness is underrated and necessary for your success series. This is part two. Episode 129 was the first episode in this series where we are talking about the importance of self-awareness and what it means for growing and developing your success, what it means to helping you grow as an individual in terms of faith, in terms of your career, in terms of really just helping you be an overall whole person, right? And so I shared the first three of five tips last week, and we talked about the importance of knowing who you are in Christ, knowing your values, or also known as the principles that guide you, the things that drive you and drive you towards certain certain things or away from others. And we also talked about knowing your strengths and natural talents. So I really, really enjoyed that episode. And I, what I talked about was how we were approaching the first part of this series from a biblical perspective. So sharing these first five tips and seeing what scripture says as it relates to these particular principles, and then going into how then to take these principles and apply them to a professional and personal development lens. So today I'm just going to go through the last two of these tips using scripture as the foundation. And then going forward, we will then translate and kind of flip it on its head to talk about the, the practical career and, and personal development applications of these same five tips. So the first tip that we're going to talk about today, so this is number four out of all five, you have to be aware of your blind spots also known as the things you should not rely on for success. I'm going to say that again. You have to be aware of your blind spots, also known as the things you should not rely on for success. Essentially, what we do not want to do is spend all of our time just knowing what our strengths and our skills are and the things that come naturally to us. We also have to know the things that can cause us challenge. We have to also know the things that if we spend too much time working in our areas of weakness or working in areas that are challenging for us or working in areas that are that leave us prone to temptation for example then if we don't know what those things are then we are not going to be able to know to move away from them because we're not operating in awareness of them and when i was thinking about how this relates to scripture how this relates what is something that in the word that it tells us that we have to be careful about relying on this thing. And the first thing that came to mind was, was heart and flesh, right? And so we know that as humans, we are both flesh beings and we're also spiritual beings, right? And that in Christ, that we are, our flesh is, is renewed and we are now in living in Christ, right? So we have access to a spirit that allows us to overcome temptations of the flesh, that allows us to be able to access something that is much stronger and greater than ourselves. But if you are operating in understand in your own understanding, so one of the verses that came to mind for thinking about this particular point is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So one of the things that you have to be aware of in this instance is how your own understanding can be a blind spot how our own understanding of what we think we should be doing or what we think we should rely on or the direction that we think we should go can be a blind spot for us. And, and the scripture right here tells us exactly what we should do. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. 
Because a lot of times when we are leaning on our own understanding, that means we are overlooking or leapfrogging God's will for us, or we're overlooking his, his, the instruction that he's already given us. And when you do that, you are now creating an instance where you are going to create blind spots because you're putting yourself in a position that you have not been prepared to move in, or you do not have the, uh, the requisite protections in place because you're operating in a path that was not outlined for you, right? Another verse that came to mind was Proverbs 4.23. that says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the spring of life. One of the reasons why it is, uh, Proverbs talks about this often, but it also comes up in other, in other parts of the scripture is the guarding of your heart, of the protecting of your heart, the keeping of your heart and pouring and kind of tucking the word, the word of God into your heart such that what comes out is now something that is reflective of him, right? If you are not keeping your heart with all vigilance, you are at risk for allowing things, temptations, negative feelings, right? Our, your natural human nature to maybe be competitive or to give into temptation or to feel anxious or to feel fearful, or to be envious, right? All of these things that can come with relying on our human, our only our human nature, right? One of the things we talked about last week was what are the values that we have to put in place that we have to keep at the forefront of our mind, keeping our eyes and our hearts focused on things that are above, right? That are, you know, seated with, <laughs> with Christ that reflect his character, not because people are not capable of having good character, but if we are only left to our own devices, then our character is likely going to be raggedy because we were bo we're born into a sin nature, right? And that's a whole different type of different conversation for another day. But the point is, is that you have to be aware of the things that can take you away from what will, what is the best that God has for you. And those things are, can be known as your blind spots. When we talk about this in, in the context of personal and, and professional development, there is a different and another application that takes this blind spot conversation to a whole different level. But what I want us to think about is what are the areas of your heart that are blind spots for you? What are the kinds of things that, find, that you find yourself where you may be repeating the same kinds of mistakes, where you may find yourself operating not in your best because you keep defaulting to this same pattern of not so great behavior? or engaging in conversation or interactions with these people who tug on something that is not the best, not your best and highest self, right? We all know, we all got some version of that, right? Maybe it's not a person, maybe it's a circumstance, maybe it's a spending habit, maybe it's a food, maybe it's a place that we go to, maybe it's a, like a mental space that we go into, right? Or a, a, a disposition that we have about ourselves. But you have to be aware of those blind spots and you have to also be aware of how to address them or pull yourself out of them. Because if you're not aware of them, then how will you know how to counter them? How will you know to, how to address them if you don't even recognize that they're there? Another scripture that I wanted to highlight in this particular section was, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. Now, this is Romans 8, 5. And this is, Paul is in the middle of a conversation talking about what we gain in Christ, right? And what it means to have access to the spirit. And similar to kind of what I talked about earlier, if you live according to the flesh and set your minds on things of the flesh, then there's, you're going to have access to one set of things. Those are the, the blind spots in, this, in the context of this conversation. But if you are focusing on 
living according to the spirit and you set your mind according to things of the spirit, you are now giving yourself access to something that is much higher than the, than the, just the kind of level that you are at. And it gives you access to a whole set of other benefits, a whole set of paths, a whole set of gifts, a whole set of strengths that relying only on the flesh is not going to get you. And the last thing that in thinking about not being aware of your blind spots at the very least is comes for this verse comes from Isaiah 41 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When you are operating in a blind spot, you now have access to, and so I I just I should say. This is not to condemn you for having the blind spots, right? That's not what this is about. It is about knowing how to get yourself and navigate away from them because you are aware of what they could be. So when you find yourself in a place where you are relying on something that you shouldn't in order to get you to an area that's probably outside of the will of God, or when you are relying on something that is frustrating you, or you keep accessing the same type of emotion or the same type of feeling, and this is just putting you in a negative place, you have access to God who will uphold you with his righteous right hand, right? Fear not for I am with you, be not dismayed. You do not have to be dismayed if you are in the middle of operating in an area that is frustrating you or in an area that is not producing the best results for you because you can then go to your father and say, Lord, I I need your help. Lord, I need you to help me in this area. That said, There is something to be said about willfully staying where you know you shouldn't be. Willfully operating in a pattern of behavior that you know is contrary to the best that your father has for you. And raising my hand right now, because Lord knows I have been in that position myself, right? There is, it's one thing to know that the blind spots exist. It's one thing to know that you have access to a father who will allow you to lean on him, who, is ask, who makes himself available to say, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will strengthen you. Do not be dismayed, right? Trust in me with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding and eventually, and I will make your path straight. But then there's something else to be said. Well, if you're like, yes, I know all that's true, but I still want to go do things on my own anyway. I still want to rely on the blind spots and on the areas where I know I am not covered, where I know I am not operating inside of your will. Well, I know that I am doing things of my own desire and of my own stubbornness because this is what I want to do in this season. There's something to be said about that. And there are consequences that come with being willfully, you know, operating outside of where you're supposed to be. Again, that's a deeper conversation for another day, but I just wanted to add that. And I think um, that wraps up point four, which is, again, being, you have to be aware of your blind spots and the things that you should not rely on for success. Last but certainly not least, you have to be aware of what you want. What are your goals? What are your desires? And along with this comes the importance of aligning your desires with the will of God and bringing those desires to Him. One of the things that I have started to realize the more I study scripture is that we will, it is possible and it often is true that we can go ahead or outside of God's will for us, maybe because we didn't know it, we didn't tap into it, we just weren't at a point where we were building up a relationship with him and we'll go on a path 
And that path can garner some worldly success for us, right? We can get the degree, we can get the scholarship, we can get the job, we can get the promotion. And eventually, once you start to develop a relationship with him and you start to become aware of where your path may need to be readjusted or realigned, it is in the seeking of God. It is in the focusing on things that are above. It is in the delighting in the Lord. This is Psalm 37, 4, 5. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. This is, and actually I'll go on to read verse seven. It says here, be still before the Lord and patiently wait on him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out his evil devices. Bringing this back to the importance of knowing what you want and testing those things against what God's will is for you. Because it's important to know what you want, but it's also important to tap into what God wants for you. Because if you know what you want, and if what you want is in conflict with what God has and wants for you, then you may see worldly success. But if your desire is to do the will of God, but you're not doing the will of God, where does that leave you, right? So what you have to do is be aware of your goals, articulate those goals, and test those with in prayer, right? And in fasting. One of the things we talked about a lot in the last episodes of 2019. So if you go back to listen to, you know, episodes 124, 125, and forward, we talked a lot about goal setting. We talked a lot about not doing it in isolation, but doing it in partnership with God. Also recognizing that you might not hear an audible voice. You might not see the clouds open up and say, yes, that is the right goal for you. Yes, you know, setting a goal of being out of debt in 2020, that aligns with the will of God. Because if you read scripture, you, you know that he wants us to be the lender and not the, the, not the borrower, right? So that is something that aligns with scripture. But then also, if the only thing that you're focusing on is money, money is not bad, but the love of money is what is bad. And the love of money in a way that takes you away from focusing on the character and the right relationship with God and placing it as a master above other things, right? So that's how you kind of, you read scripture, focus on what, the, on what scripture says, and that is how you test your goals against the will of God in addition to just being quiet with him in prayer and just developing a relationship with him. Another verse that, that talks about the importance of, of knowing, being aware of what you want is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. This comes from Matthew 6, 33, and this is at the end of the passage where Jesus is talking about the importance of not worrying about where your clothes are coming from, not worrying about where your food is coming from, but seeking God first. And this is important in terms of thinking about what you want because it puts it in perspective, right? It puts the desires of your heart in perspective. But scripture tells us that if you delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And so if you do not allow the desires of your heart to consume you, but you delight first in the Lord, you seek him first, then you will see things come to fruition in a different way. And this is not an attempt to say that, you know, if you desire a 15 room mansion on a hill, that that is the thing, that is the promise. But the things that you have to, the things that you need every single day, knowing where your bills are going to get paid, knowing that you're going to have a career, knowing that you're going to have 
or, a, you know, a ministry, or you're going to be able to use your gifts in a way that further God's kingdom, right? When you think about those things, when you delight in him, you're less focused on the minutia and the things that can cause you stress every day because you are trusting that he is going to give you the desires of your heart. He is going to make sure that you are provided for. He is going to make sure that your needs are met. And he's going to make sure also that you are given a direction and a path to fulfill your purpose for him, right? That is the way that we have to think about and become self-aware. When you become self-aware, like we talked about, become self-aware of your of who you are in Christ, becoming self-aware of the of the values that we have to hold to close to us and that we have to reflect as Christians that help us reflect the character of Christ. When you talk about knowing what your strengths are and your natural gifts and how our natural gifts are designed for us to serve God's children, to serve others. When you talk about knowing your areas of weakness and knowing your blind spots and knowing the things that you should not rely on and your including your own understanding, right? Also knowing what you want and how those goals do or do not align with the will of God, but also knowing that when you have desires and you seek him first, then the desires of your heart will be given to you. When you are aware of all of these things, your self-awareness is truly something that is, I believe, is one of the most underrated tools for success, but it is also one of the things that will, that will get you so much closer to a holistic and fulfilled just picture of who God has designed you to be because you are in tune to him. You're in tune to how he has designed you. You are paying attention to the nudges that, that encourage you to move in one direction or away from another. And that level of awareness is one of the things that helps you even think about, for example, when Jesus was walking through a crowd of people and the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment and he could feel the power leave from him, even though there were people all around him touching him. And the disciples were like, what do you mean who touched you? You're in, a, you're in the middle of a crowd. And he's like, no, somebody, somebody drew power from me. That is a level of self-awareness. Obviously, feeling miraculous and spirit-driven power come from you is a, is a whole other level of self-awareness that I'm sure warrants a much more philosophical, theological conversation. The point is, Jesus was always paying attention. He was paying attention to the needs of the people around him. He was, a paying, he was paying attention to the way his own body was interacting and just being moved inside of a crowd of people. He was paying attention to the faith of the people around him, right? That's self-awareness, how people were drawing on him, how people were needing him, how people were or were not responding to him, how people were responding to their own measure of faith, right? When he could call out the disciples and be like, oh, ye of little faith, like how, what, like why y'all so scared right now? I've given you the, the tools to be able to do this thing and you can't even do that. Being in tune to the things that they weren't even being able to say, to perceive the things that they were saying. again. Also recognizing that Jesus has, like, obviously supernatural powers. My point is he was aware. And when we are operating in the spirit, because as Christians, his Holy Spirit lives within us, we too have the ability to be aware in a way that allows us to catch on to things that are not obvious, to be aware of, of things in our own bodies, right? One of the things that that is often talked about is recognizing the way that you feel in a moment, right? When your, your physical body can be, can have manifestations of things that are happening in your emotions and in your mind. And if you can be, learn to be in tune with that, those are the kinds of things that unlock new levels of, of just clarity 
that then will lead to new levels of success and awareness for you. My prayer for you is that you are able to begin this process of becoming more in tune with yourself. You've heard me mention this, this phrase before, but metacognition is the thinking about thinking. And one of the tools that I had to learn in practice, in kind of training to become a therapist was being able to pay attention to what was being said in the moment. So the actual reality of whatever situation was, what was then transpiring in my own mind and inside my own emotions, what was being triggered or what was not being triggered. And then being able to then kind of push that aside and focus back on the moment and think about what type of response was I going to have? What theoretical framework was I going to apply in having a conversation and helping my client come up with a, a solution for the challenge that they were being faced with? We have the ability to do that for ourselves. It takes a significant amount of practice. It takes a lot of paying attention. But when you, are, when you practice it enough, you can start to understand what lights you up, what triggers you, what frustrates you. What do you want to run away from? What do you want to run towards? Why, do you, why does that person create that reaction in you? Why does that type of conversation really excite you and get you, you, know, get you real hype? Why do you want to avoid this type of circumstance or this person or this scenario? And when you pay attention to those things, you are then able to navigate this world in a completely different type of way. My belief is that self-awareness leads to increased authenticity, which then leads to advancement. And when you can be more self-aware, you are then free to be more authentic. And then you are able to advance in your personal and professional development in ways that you didn't necessarily think were possible. My goal through this podcast, my goal through the work that I do with my clients, my goal through this particular series is to help us to begin to build that foundation such that you can be more aware of who you are in Christ. You can be more aware of the values that you live by, the values that you should be driven by and how they show up or do not show up in your life, that you can know your strengths and your natural talents, that you can be aware of your blind spots, and that you can also be aware of your goals. When you are able to know those things and how to then take those same things and turn them into practical applications for your personal and your professional development, then you will move in this world in a different way. And so I am really, really excited about continuing this conversation about self-awareness. And we're going to go into a little bit more about that in the next episode. So please join me for episode 131. If you have not already done so, then you should go to bit.ly slash FB Tiff South to join the new Facebook group that we are starting. We are moving the community over there. Go to bit.ly slash FB Tiff South. This is not just going to be a community for us to post nice memes, but we're going to be doing some real work and some real growth and some real communing about growing in your faith, growing in your confidence and growing in your careers. That is what we are focusing on in that new Facebook community. Go to bit.ly slash South, all lowercase letters, and join the community of women who are starting to grow there. Tell a friend to tell a friend, share that link with them, bit.ly slash South. And let's continue to grow in 2020 together. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up on the Instagrams. I am at Tiff South. That's Tiff with two Fs. I'm really in the process of trying to streamline my actions, streamline the way that I engage with you all, streamline the way that I connect with my communities across the internets. So go to bit.ly slash South. Join the Facebook community. Hit me up on the Instagrams. And I look forward to seeing you 
in episode 131. If you have not left a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app, feel, feel free to do so. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.